May 18, 2022. This is a regular meeting of the Abatement Appeals Board. I would like to remind everyone to please mute yourself if you're not speaking. The first item on the agenda is roll call. Um, President Tim. Present. Vice President Epler. Here. Commissioner Alexander Toot. Here. Um, Commissioner Newman. Commissioner Summer. Here. And Commissioner Beto is excused. We have a quorum. And um, next is our land acknowledgement. The Abatement Appeals Board acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatish Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land, and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatish Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish Ohlone community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. Thank you. Uh, the next item is item B, findings to allow teleconference meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E. Um, the board will discuss and possibly adopt resolutions setting forth findings required under Assembly Bill 361 that would allow the AAB to hold meetings or for commissioners to attend meetings when necessary remotely according to the modified Brown Act teleconferencing set forth in AB 361. Is there uh, a, a motion to, do you adopt the findings? Motion to accept the findings and the resolution. Okay. Second that. Okay, so there is a motion and a second and are all commissioners in favor? Aye. 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 Okay. Any opposed? Okay, thank you. And our next item is item C, approval of minutes. Discussion and possible action to adopt the minutes for a meeting held on February 16, 2022. Motion to the adopt the minutes. Is there a second? Second. Okay. And is there any public comment regarding the, the minutes? Um, seeing none, are all commissioners in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay. Thank you. The minutes are approved. And also, um, for members of the public who are attending uh, remotely, um, the public comment call-in number is 415-655-0001, and the access code is 2482-337-9496. To raise your hand for public comment on a specific agenda item, press star 3 when prompted by the meeting moderator. And also, um, for purposes of today's meeting, um, the appellant and the department will each have seven minutes to present their position. The department shall present first, then the appellant will present. Um, after the presentations, there will be an opportunity for public comment. And after the close of public comment, each party will have three minutes for a rebuttal. And public comment is three minutes as well. Uh, the department will present first and then uh, the appellant and then the AAB members will ask questions of either party. Good morning, residents. 
Commissioners, John Ancient, Senior Deputy Inspector, uh, presenting the appeals cases this morning for code enforcement. Uh, the first appeal is appeal number 6905, that's for 2195 Green Street, you know, the number 2021-74624. The original notice of violation was issued on April 21st of 2021, and it relates to unoccupied roof in use as a roof deck with uh, furniture and plants. This roof is located on the fourth uh, a four-story building, and there's no code-compliant guardrails. Uh, director's hearing took place 10-6 uh, of 21, and an order of abatement was issued. Uh, there is no permit to comply with the notice of violation, so staff recommends that you uphold the order of abatement and impose assessment of costs. <coughs> available for any questions. Thank you. And also for that record, just wanted to announce we are on uh, item D, new appeals, order of abatement, case number 6905-2195 Green Street. Uh, owner of record and appellant, Pamela Wiggett, and as uh, Mr. Hinch has just presented. And, uh, and you can have a seat, John, if you're available. Is there a way to turn that mic up as well? Uh, but yeah, the, it seems like that mic is not very sad. high. Huh? And uh, is it possible? Can we confirm that the uh, amount is two thousand one sixteen and twenty six cents? And, and if SFGov is listening, is there any way to assist with the microphone? It's it's on, but it doesn't seem to be very loud. You could go ahead, John. Uh, so the question there was the outstanding amount, and that's correct: two thousand one hundred and sixteen dollars and twenty six cents. Thank you. And is the appellant um, present? If the appellant is present, if you please press star three, we will unmute you. Uh, they're unmuted. Okay, thank you. And uh, would you like to state your name for the record? Hello? Is, this, is the, the appellant present? They are unmuted, correct? Good, good morning, Ms. Harris. This is Niall Vigneault. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. We were, I, I think we were looking for people to call on us. Oh. Uh, it, do you have Jim Quadra? available to be unmuted yes. uh, Monique yes, can you please un un okay Wait. hello can you hear me mm -hmm. yes we can okay thank you um, so, let, let me address the board if I can for a few minutes uh, good morning uh, commissioners my name is Jim Quadra I'm an attorney representing Pamela Wiggett the owner of the roof deck located at 2195 Green Street that the department has improperly found must be abated. Ms. Wiggett, who owns the roof deck, is here and will speak to you shortly. Um, you have the power to reverse the order of abatement, and we are asking you to exercise that power. Reversing the action of the department is warranted given that the roof deck has been properly used for over 40 years, and all existing evidence indicates it was properly permitted 
and no evidence exists to the contrary. The department bases its actions solely on its own inability to locate records from over 40 years ago in 1981, when the roof deck use was first approved and ignores records that show that the roof deck was in fact approved. Ms. Wiggett's rooftop, rooftop pent room with windows and doors that lead out to the roof deck was built in 1981 with permits. Unfortunately, in 1981, the department failed to preserve records properly likely because of its transition from microfilming to computerization. Here, the department bases its, or, its order of abatement on the incorrect and basis statement, the department has all the records. That is simply not true. As referenced in our appeal brief, and a prior administrative law judge has found already that the department did not track records accurately before 1983. The department is clearly missing records. For example, there are no revised plans regarding this project. Our brief lists a significant number of records that, the, that, that the, relate to the roof deck that should be in the department's records, but are not. The department ignores records that support the roof deck was properly permitted. For example, the department approved the tiling of the roof deck in 1981. The department inspected uh, the tile work before issuing a certificate of final completion and the pent room and roof deck construction in 1981. The pent room and roof deck were allowed because the department approved the newly built fire escape as their second means of egress. Months after the certificate final completion issued in July of 1981, the department approved the construction of a roof deck greenhouse that stated the greenhouse would be built on the roof deck, expanding the occupancy of the roof deck. Also in 1997, the city approved Ms. Wiggett's permit to for the roof deck restoration, which is included as exhibit Q of the Vignol Declaration of our briefing. In addition, Ms. Wiggett's position is supported by the San Francisco Superior Court rulings where the court has repeatedly found the roof deck use uh, should continue. A summary of the records available and those missing are included in our expert report from Avalar Construction, and they support the continued use of the roof deck. Uh, we would not be here but for one disgruntled neighbor who made an incorrect assertion in an application to the department that the roof deck was had not been previously uh, approved. But the department is saying that over 40 years, it simply missed this issue rather than looking at the evidence that in fact supports that it has continually acknowledged the existence of the roof deck. The department should not be able to come now and say that it cannot find its records from 40 years ago as the sole basis to deny Ms. Wiggett her right uh, for a property she bought with the roof deck. The burdens on the department to prove it has all the records. It cannot do so and has not warranted it can do so. For these reasons, the board should reverse the order of abatement. Um, and now uh, I would like Ms. Wiggett to be able to address you. Hello. Yes. I'm sorry, I can't hear you very well. But um, yes, we submitted. Was there a, was there a brief submitted? Yes, there was with the appeal itself, and it has multiple exhibits, including uh, you know permits. Mm, I yeah. don't think that we have that. This is uh, Niall Vignol, uh, an attorney with Jim Quadra. 
back in November 30, we uh, submitted to the department a uh, brief with a Dropbox with eight exhibits, total 380 pages. Was, for, was this for a director's hearing? No, this was the, the abatement of appeal. This this uh, this appeal has been uh, pending for six months. Okay. Okay. okay thank you very much. Um, the next the next party would like to be. Okay, you still have three it's, minutes it's, and twenty five seconds left. Okay. Yes, and it's Ms. Wiggett, the owner, who's going to address you now. Okay. Thank you. Um, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Good. Um, I am Pamela Wiggett, and thank you for hearing my case today. I beg your patience. I'm 75 years old and am recovering from a very painful surgery last week. Um, so excuse me if I, um, I'm not particularly articulate today. I have owned my unit on Green Street for almost 40 years. That is more than half my life. I have used my roof deck continuously throughout those 40 years. Uh, due to various issues with leaks of the roof, the city has inspected the roof numerous times and, and has had the opportunity to have a tour of the roof that I gave um, um, on several occasions. Um, do, uh, so I have helped raise my extended family uh, while using my deck. Um, and um, uh, Mr. Uh, Vignol can show a picture of my nephew when he was a toddler on the deck. Um, and you might notice that there are handles going from the deck into the pent room. Um, he is now 28 years old. Um, so um, uh, for 40 years, I've enjoyed this property. I just am appalled and confused that DBI would come me now after all this time and after all those inspections um, to tell me I have to stop using my property, um, which is one of the major reasons I bought the property. Um, uh, it, it means that every citizen in San Francisco has the, you know, has the possibility of having their property um, declared illegal and I, I it just is incomprehensible to me that after 40 years this should happen um, to me um, I, I I just don't understand I I have uh, shown the, the board uh, numerous um, uh, numerous examples of the city approving this use uh, and the deck and um, 
and I just, uh, it it's just unspeakable to treat a person this way after she's been using her property for 40 years. You are essentially taking my property away from me. And I beg you to reconsider this. Thank you. Thank, thank you for that presentation and the uh, time is concluded. Okay, is there um, is there a public comment on this item? If you can come forward. And also for the record, we will take public comment for members in person first and then uh, public comment for members that are attending remotely. Mr. President and uh, members of the board. And, and sorry, if you can speak, I'm sorry to interrupt. You could talk louder into the mic. Unfortunately, we're having a problem. Just speak louder into the mic. Thank you. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Great. Um, Mr. President and members of the board, um, I've read the appellant's brief very carefully. Um, it is dense with factual errors, specious reasoning, and unsubstantiated assertions, not to mention outright wishful thinking. Um, let me, in the interest of time, uh, synopsize the brief central argument. Records have been known to go missing from DBI, and as it happens, the appellant is missing a unicorn. This unicorn would be necessary to confer legality on this pent room as the hub of a 4,000 square foot rooftop entertainment space accommodating dozens of potentially inebriated occupants for which a single ladder hazarding a sheer four-story drop to the sidewalk below would serve as a required means of egress, second means of egress. Uh, it would also preserve that legality in the face of the removal of 50 tons of structurally unsound tile work which um, uh, rendered the, which rendered the, the uh, uh, space unsafe for any pedestrian usage. Um, and this unicorn would be necessary to obviate the need to examine the existing hazards on the site today. There are non-compliant railings. There are structurally compromised parapets. There is a light shaft affording a sheer three-story drop to the bottom below. Here's some questions to consider. Um, although the appellant just mentioned the, uh, the uh, pent room and its doors, it's not clear that the doors facing on the north and the west wall were ever permitted. And the original requirement for a second means of egress was in order to satisfy the conditions of planning approval for a sleeping room uh, that this uh, that this pent room was to constitute. And somehow it is morphed into a, a sleeping room as the central hub of a 4,000 square foot rooftop space. Uh, on no less than six occasions, the department has determined that no legality has um, has been conferred upon this rooftop usage. Additionally, the statement that 
the appellant's extensive litigative history somehow conferred or somehow confirmed the, uh, uh, this usage is simply false. It's not borne out by an examination of the record. Uh, there were other issues that were addressed during that, but uh, nothing uh, conferred legality on this usage. Uh, section 103A.4.7 makes very Excuse clear me, the violations. Um, Mr. Baines, if you could uh, wrap up your comments. I'm, I'll be okay. quick. Um, section 103A.4.7 makes very clear that violations of the code constitute a public nuisance which must be abated. The Department of Building Inspection has had prima facie evidence of multiple violations and hazards on this property for over a year now. The appellant has refused entry ordered by the inspectors and has refused to comply with their orders to cease this illegal usage. Uh, per section 105A.2.3. Okay, okay, thank you, sir. If, um, we'll call, call you back if the commissioners may ask further questions of you. But we, we have to conclude the comment. To I understand. Okay. Um, the sir, sir, public comment. You have to read sir, would you state your name for the record? Scott Maines. I'm, I'm the original complainant in the matter. Thank you. Is there any further public comment? There's none. Okay. Thank you. Um, the staff uh, rebuttal is rebuttal for three minutes. Uh, I'd just like to point out that the property owner filed a permit. Uh, in December 26 of 2013 and the description was new roof pavers uh, wood over pedestal system so that permit being filed is an acknowledgement that there's an issue with the roof if that permit was issued and it included a guardrail and that that permit got signed off that would that would resolve the issue so I'd just like to point that out so that permit was not signed off? No, it, it was filed. It was never actually issued. They pulled the permit? Uh, they, they filed it. Okay. Um, it was taken in at intake. They never followed through with right. planning review or any of the other reviews. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, the appellant, uh, you have three minutes for rebuttal as well. Hey, this is Pamela Wiggett. Okay, you can go ahead and speak. Um, I personally pulled that permit. Um, we were in the middle of uh, litigation at that time. And um, it was the association's responsibility uh, to uh, follow through. Um, uh, they did not, um, uh, I'm due to the litigation, and so the permit expired, the pulling of the permit expired. Um, and that is what has happened. Um, so uh, that, that is why the permit was not um, acted upon. Uh, Harris? Yes. Uh this is Niall Vignol. I'd also like to add on to what Ms. Wiggett just said. Uh, the 
there are numerous permits that show that this roof deck has been historically approved. The permit requested was really just to replace tile that had to be pulled because of weight issues. The roof deck use was never discontinued and has been continuous for 40 years. It has, it has always continued. The specific issue of what surface is actually on the roof is the only issue uh, that that permit was to address. Uh, of course, uh, uh, the HOA and Ms. Wiggett would be fine if we had handrails put up as well, but that's not a requirement for her continued use of her already permitted roof deck use. Thank you. Is, is that the conclusion of your rebuttal? Thank, is the rebuttal con uh, concluded? Thank you. Did you have a or commissioners? Okay, commissioners, you can uh, go ahead and deliberate. Thank you, uh, thank you for the inspector for your, your input there and also for our public comment and to Ms. Wiggett and her, t um, her attorneys. Um, Ms. Wiggett, I hope you a, uh, wish you a speedy recovery on your surgery. Now, with regards um, to the exhibits in the briefs, um, we do not have all of that here. Um, I would like to move to continue this to next month so that we would have a sufficient time to go through the eight exhibits submitted and the briefs that the uh, appellant has submitted. Second. Okay, so there is a, a motion to continue the item due to the uh, not having all the uh, briefs. Yes. And there was a second by uh, Vice President Epler. Um, is there public comment on this motion to continue? Oh, you can come forward. Oh. Mr. Vimoles had his hand up. I'm sorry, what did you say? Mr. Vimoles, I unmuted him. Oh. Did you want the I, public? My, yes, I wanted to say something on public comment that if there's any issues with getting the uh, documents to you, we'll gladly get all eight exhibits and the brief back to you, uh, back to the department today, tomorrow, uh, as soon as the department can accept it. Okay, thank you. If you could uh, submit that uh, via email or, or contact me. Thank, thank you. Okay, thank you, Ms. Harris. Thank you. Um, now is public comment. You can go ahead. Um, the last bit that I was about to say before was to... So public comment should be limited to the motion to continue. It's not open general public comment on the item. I'm aware of that. Um, there are constraints on the... Um, there are constraints on the ability of the board to grant an appeal, uh, specifically that the, um, that the action be taken in the most in the closest conformance with the intent of the building code. Um, this has gone a year, and, and the uh, appellant's comments notwithstanding, um, there have been numerous large gatherings on this roof. Uh, all of these hazards have gone unaddressed, and it will continue to do so as long as uh, uh, enforcement is not brought in this matter. So while I can understand 
the uh, uh, desire to review the brief. Um, and again, the factual, the factual errors in it are, are stunning. Um, uh, that also delays the, uh, the enforcement of, against all of the uh, existing safety hazards for which the department has had uh, clear evidence for over a year now. That's Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is there any additional public comment on the motion to continue? Excuse me, just uh, staff, just uh, acknowledging that naturally you couldn't make a decision with uh, not receiving that brief, so um, staff will be happy to provide that to you uh, for the next hearing. Thank you. Okay. Can, 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 some, can somebody clarify, is this a shared roof uh, or is this a deeded situation? It is a common area. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, so there was a motion and a second. I will do a roll call vote on the motion to continue. Uh, President Tam? Yes. Vice President Epler? Yes. Commissioner Alexander Toot? Yes. Commissioner Newman? Yes. And Commissioner Summer? <laughs> yes. Okay, the motion carries unanimously. Okay, thank you. Our next item is case number 6903. 21 Flood Avenue, owners of record and appellant, Ophelia Moran and Marlene Moran. An action requested by appellant, appellant appeals the February 18, 2021 order of abatement, requiring all permits required for compliance to complete it and final within 30 days of the order. Appellant contends that there was insufficient time to comply with the order and requests that it be modified to allow additional time for compliance. And, um, Morning. Um, uh, Twenty-one Flood Avenue. If you could speak a little bit louder, John, into the okay, into okay. the mic. Thanks. Okay. Um, appeal number six nine zero three. Uh, the NOV number twenty twenty five nine two three one. This is a two-family dwelling. Uh, the notice of violation that was issued in ten nine of twenty twenty relates to a minor kitchen fire has occurred. Underneath the rear stairs, damaging small areas of drywall material at the wall and ceiling. A director's hearing took place uh, 2 9 2021, <coughs> and an order of abatement was issued. Uh, no permit to comply, so staff uh, recommends that you uphold the order of abatement and impose the assessment of costs. And the second appeal then is for the same address. I'm not sure whether you wish to deal with that now or separately. Uh, we're, we're gonna call them separately. Okay, okay. Thank, you. thank you. That concludes our report. Okay, thank you. Um, is the appellant present? Please press star three so you could be unmuted. Caller is unmuted. Okay, thank you. Uh, 
Hello, uh, th if this is the appellant, uh, you can state your name for the record if you like. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay, yes. Um, my name is Marlene Moran and uh, Ophelia Moran, both present. Oh, okay, and can you unmute both of them, Monique? Uh, yes, we both are here. Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, you, you have seven minutes and you can begin uh, presenting your case. Okay, um, thank you, Commissioner, and good morning, members of the board. Um, in October of 2020, we had a small fire in our house at 21 Flood Avenue, and the fire department came and the DPW and planning departments got involved because the house is big um, and we have a large family living um, area was accommodated to, uh, with a permit to serve as living area for family members, which was a serious mistake. We now um, understand that. The city was notified and then, and they were present later uh, to investigate the unit. Unfortunately, all this happened at the time when, when the pandemic occurred and the whole San Francisco area was put in quarantine. All the city departments were closed and appointments were given, not given in person, but by other means that were new for most of the people like myself. After the inspector came to our house, we started communicating via email that the city department were very busy trying to cope with the new system where, um, that they were serving the people. We had been working in solving our problem, but navigating through the process with the new system has not been easy for us. Late in 2020 or early 2021, we were instructed to pull uh, a permit presenting drawings. But in 2021, we had for a few months the house in quarantine since several family members got COVID one after another in different times. That was time consuming. A protocol of COVID was put in place and we had to follow it. Likewise, all, our, all around the, the, the news was scary and we were afraid um, and scared to the unknown. That prevented us in moving freely around and bringing others to see the house for measures and related visits regarding the issues we had with the city. We pulled the electrical and plumbing permit to have utilities restored, but the permit for planning has been a difficult task. We hired uh, Mr. Javier Solorzano early in 2021 to help us with the drawings. But unfortunately, not only that we have people with COVID in the house, but also Mr. Solorzano has been very sick and has been in and out of the hospital during 2021 and early 2022. We did understand uh, that. Later on, Mr. Solorzano presented some drawings, but according to an email from Mr. Dario Jones, saying that there was something missing with the uh, drawings he presented. In early February of this year, I contacted Mr. Solorzano to ask him to finish the work and comply with what it was asked 
in the email. And he stated that in the next two days, he was going to do it. That was about February the 10th. He was going to resume his work since he just was out of the hospital. Is your testimony concluded or is another, are you continuing? Oh, it, I was cut off. I was cut off. Oh, okay, you can continue to speak. Okay, thank you. Um, I was telling you, saying that Mr. Solorzano was out of the hospital and he was going to resume his work. But then I didn't hear from him again since that time. Um, since we didn't hear from him, we are now looking for someone else to finish the work, but we have not been able to find someone yet. Our intention is to either restore the building as it was last or legalize the additional dwelling, whichever is easier for us to comply with the city uh, purchases to finish uh, with the abatement. The pandemic, the COVID-19 has really put us into this hardship for not being able to move more freely around looking for help and doing what is needed. It has been two very difficult years for all of us, a real dilemma. I am happy that finally it is coming to at least get more familiar with all the changes occurred and also that the city is now opening doors in some areas to get better help and information. I have proof of all the emails and communications we had with various persons in the city. I am now appealing to your understanding regarding our hardship. We know that you are very busy because it's in, uh, as in our case, there are many, uh, probably hundreds of people being affected likewise. This is keeping us from uh, keeping you with your hands full, I know that. Um, we are living in unknown times has put us in uncertain and secure in awkward situations. We are sure it's the same for other people too. We are working in this case with the best we have. We'll continue until all is completed and satisfied. Now we are humbly appealing to your understanding and, and helping, helping us to remove this abatement and, and help us in complying with it. Thank you. Does that conclude your presentation or is someone else speaking as well? Uh, no, it concluded. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, is there public comment on this item? There's none. Okay. Um, seeing none, is there any rebuttal by the staff? Uh, no rebuttal at this time. And um, Ms. Moran, you, you have uh, three minutes rebuttal time if you have anything to add. No, I completed with everything okay. that I had to say. Okay, thank um, you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, commissioner's uh, discussion. Just a quick question. This, this range fire, this started in an unwarranted unit down low. Is that what that is from the pictures, what we're seeing? Or it was uh, an it, added stove in a in an area that wasn't permitted for the stove. Uh, some some of the pictures relate to the next appeal case that we'll be hearing. So for this one, the main uh, issue is the fire at the rear deck. The but in the, the next appeal, uh, we'll get into more detail with regard to legality of units. 
So this, this is a, I'm just trying to understand what I'm looking at is, there, underneath the staircase, there was an added kitchen area. Is that what that is? Yes. And that wasn't, that wasn't a part of the original plans? That wasn't permitted there? Uh, that, that will be captured by the next appeal. Oh, got it. And have they, have they acquired any permits at all no. to move forward with, with anything? No, no permits of any kind since 2019. Thank you. Commissioner Tut. Thank you. My questions were also regarding the permits because I'm looking on pages 15, 16, I guess 15 and 16 of um, the supporting documents. And it looks like there's an electrical permit that was pulled out in um, October of 2020 that was in progress, in progress. And then the inspector, um, Michael Choi, did the final inspection and said that they failed the final inspection. And then um, there was another permit, a plumbing permit that was taken out, appears to, if I'm reading this correctly. Um, the inspection, there's an inspection in October of 2020, and there was a final inspection um, in also in October of 2020. And it says it was issued a, a correction notice. Can you help me understand these? What I'm looking at here. So they're they're just reference documents. Um, the the uh, violation relates to uh, a building code violation. So the solution would not be electrical permits; it would be building permits. We included these just to acknowledge that there there were permitting uh, activities under electrical and plumbing, but they do not relate to the solution for this case. The last building permit uh, completed for this address was in 10-2 of 2019, and that was to uh, be it a, a housing case. So there's no building permit issued since 10-2 of 2019 that deals with the fire or deck or any, any building code issues. Thank you. And then what is the, what is the cure for this notice of violation, or what, uh, how do, to, is it? to get a, a permit to repair the fire damage at the deck area at the rear. Okay, and is it, it's the wall and the, the drywall material at the wall and the ceiling, is that correct? I, I'm, I'm trying to understand what the... Uh, what, whatever um, fire damage happened at that area, they would get the necessary permits to do those repairs and bring it back to its original code compliant condition. Thank you. And sorry that I'm going back and forth on this. I see that the, the words gas line cap are in this case summary. So I'm wondering, is the plumbing permit and electrical permit in any way related to the fire? Uh, well, part of getting the building permit would be uh, uh, getting the associated electrical and plumbing permits where, where appropriate. So these are kind of the things that they had to do before they could even apply for the building permit. Is that correct? Uh, in conjunction. Uh, uh, when they would get the building permit and the associated required electrical and plumbing permits they would get at the same time. The inspections would go on with the three disciplines and then they'd finish up with a signed up building permit, uh, including any electrical and plumbing permits also signed up. Okay, thank you for that uh, understanding. Um, may I speak, sir, may I ask a question of the appellant? Sir, as a question. Yeah. Yes, um, I'm, it was 
similar question is to, to you. Um, if you could help me understand the permit history um, that you, that um, you, there was a failed electrical permit inspection um, in October of 2020, and it says a correction notice was issued for the plumbing permit in 2020. Can you, and that these were things that needed to be either before or in conjunction with the building permit. Can you help me understand um, what happened and what your progress has I, been since October of 2020? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Okay, uh, yes, um, the, uh, the utilities were shut off when the fire happened because the fire department came and they ordered that, I believe, and that we need to pull the, the electrical and the plumbing permit uh, to restore the utilities to the house. It was basically to give us back water and electricity. Uh, and the inspector had to come and, and, and verify everything. So that's why we were asked to pull the permit to restore the, the water and electricity. It was due to the fire, most likely. Yeah, I would concur with that statement from the appellate. Um, thank you. N uh, no questions yet uh, anymore at this time. Commissioner Epler. Uh, just one simple question for the department. The photographs that are part of the record, those were taken uh, April 8, 2022. Is that correct? Uh, correct. Okay, thank you. One more question here. Is that the property is currently being occupied still, right? Uh, yes. By uh, many, many different groups. <laughs> Got it. With that said, I mean, I, you know, being that, you know, it is a safety issue, this property is being occupied by many occupants, um, I move to uphold the order of abatement and uh, all fines and recommend that they really get the permits to fix the, the hazards that are there. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, and pardon me for interrupting your motion. This case is regarding the fire damage, right? Meaning, if there is a fire in a building, Sounds like the building code requires it to be repaired to whatever the original condition. I recall reading in, in the documents, it, it was not there was no structural damage. It was finishes and things like that, I think, is the extent of the damage. I don't know if people recall that offhand. I was just wondering if, I mean, I, I agree, and I think the next which is regarding multiple unpermitted, it sounds like, whatever areas in a, um, you know, a space only designated for however many units. We can talk about that. If it's just for the fire and this is repair of the fire damage, I mean, I guess, I think in the end I agree with you. I'm just um, curious if the appellants so there has been no filing <coughs> for a repair of the fire damage. 
and that is what we are talking about right now. The, the building department has said we need a filing for a building permit for repair of fire damage, and the appellant is saying we have not been able to do that because of um, a variety of COVID and other availability of consultant issues. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, and like um, the, the biggest concern about any kind of fire damage, as you're aware, we have a vacant building, vacant store from programs, and like if fire damage is not dealt with fairly quickly, you just it can escalate to uh, areas of a building being abandoned, and so got it uh, for life safety issues, but not alone that, for maintenance, um, any fire damage we. Uh, wish that the, it's taken care of as quickly as possible so it doesn't feed into blight. Understood. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the context. Um, commissioners, I, I just want to make one point um, for your deliberation. The appellant in this case is requesting um, additional time to comply with the permits. So if you would make a specific ruling as to that aspect of the, um, of the request uh, when making your decision. How much, how much more time are they uh, requesting? I don't believe they specify, but in the, in the notice of appeal, um, it says uh, requesting additional processing time to apply for um, the permit. Oh, okay, I, I wanted to say, so this order of abatement was issued when I'm looking for the date 2020 this, this one I believe was issued on February 18 2021 thank you 2021 yes and the timeline on the order was 30 days 30 days so, so clearly as the city attorney is uh, speaking to you may wish to give them greater than 30 days well but that's 30 days since February 18 2021 or 30 days since today uh, to be today, whenever you render the decision, the clock would start on that day. I see. I was just, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. I withdraw my motion on the uh, upholding the fines and provide sufficient time and other. 45 days, 45, 60 days. Uh, so just to clarify, the, the board can can uphold the order of abatement but and modify it to um, to allow greater time to comply with the permit. Got it. Go ahead. I, I, I don't even know how to aim that there. Um, uh, I would like to make a motion to uh, uphold the order of abatement but give the, to modify it for time giving the appellant 60 days to commence work, not get a permit to commence work, and 180 uh, 18 months to complete all work. Can we shorten that though? Can I do one year to, one year to? I, I saw that in the notes. I believe it's uh, 18 months, I believe is the. It's the standard, okay. Oh, I'm sorry, it's uh, 180 days. 180 oh, days. I'm sorry, 18 months. You got it, it right. Okay. <laughs> so it's six, so 60 days to commence work, 18 months to complete work. If work is not commenced within 
60 days, that means that the abatement is issued. It is, there's no, that's, the, that's my, under, is, that's my intention of the motion is that if work is commenced by, by 60 days, then they have until 18 months to complete, to complete. and missing either of those two deadlines then um, would uphold and issue the fines. Does that sound right? So we have a motion, is there a second? Second it. Okay. So there is a motion and a second to uphold the order of abatement and to commence work within 60 days and completion within 18 months. Okay. Is there any public comment? I, I just want to um, also with respect to the assessment of costs, is the, is the board going to uphold those as well? If, if you could work that into the motion. So, okay. You should have include to uphold the order of abatement with the assessment of costs. Move to uphold the order of abatement with the assessment of costs, modifying for time 60 days to commence work, 18 months to complete. Seconded. Thank you. So we'll do a roll call vote on that motion. Oh, I'm sorry, public comment again on the corrected amended motion. Is there any public There's comment? None. There's none. Okay. Uh, with no public comment, we'll do a roll call vote. Um, President Tam? Yes. Vice President Epler? Yes. Commissioner Alexander Toot? Yes. Commissioner Newman? Yes. Commissioner Summer? Yes. The motion carries unanimously. Okay, our next item is case number 6904-21 Flood <coughs> Avenue. Owners of record and appellant, Ophelia Moran. Action requested by appellant. Appellant appeals the February 12, 2021 order of abatement requiring all permits required for compliance be completed and final within 30 days of the order. Appellant contends that there is insufficient time to comply with the order and requests that it be modified to allow additional time for compliance. Department would like to come forward. And so this is the second appeal on 21 Flood Avenue and the notice of violation number 2020-59031. Um, the violation, uh, notice of violation was issued on 10 8 of 2020, and it relates to building has been subdivided to five separate dwelling units with five kitchens. Uh, the director's hearing took place on 2 9 of 21, resulting in an order of abatement subject to following conditions. All permits required for compliance with this violation must be completed and final within 30 days. Uh, no permit to comply. Uh, staff recommends you uphold the order of abatement and impose assessment of costs. Thank you. And the appellant, um, it's your time to present. Uh, yeah, the um, statement that we presented on the first um appeal uh, it's going to be the same situation you want me to read it back again um, you you don't have you don't have to read to read it back if you, um, if you don't like to thank you um, is there any public comment then on on this appeal there's none okay think, uh, no public comment um, is there a rebuttal uh, staff 
No rebuttal, thanks. Okay, thank you. And Ms. Moran, no, no rebuttal as well, correct? Okay. And then, uh, Commissioner, the deliberation. So there's, there's five, they turned this two-unit building into five units, so three unwarranted units, five separate kitchens, closed off stairways, um, and there's no permits in the pro process to kind of correct any of this. Unfortunately, that is correct. I move to uphold the order of abatement and all costs. Oh, sorry, Commission, uh, Commissioner Newman. This may be a little out of scope, but I just would like to say that, like, acknowledging there are a lot of people, like, living there, and it may be hard to rehouse everyone within the family. Also would like to um, uh, bring to light that there is the cover program that's provided by MOHCD, which is a loan program that allows people that have uh, code violations uh, to access low interest loans in order to fix these things. And so I don't know if that's outside of scope, but um, I just wanted to say that in this forum, just in case the appellant was not aware of the program. Thank you for that. Commissioner Tu. Yeah, no, I had a very similar um, line of thinking as Commissioner Newman. I appreciate the comments. Um, so is, are all units currently occupied? Uh, my understanding. Um, is that question for me? No. It would be terrific to hear from you. Okay. Um, two units are occupied. Okay, so two of the five are currently occupied. Yes. Um, okay, that's help. That's helpful. And um, the upholding the about uh, the order of abatement obviously assesses fines. What is it? What is it? Um, can someone walk me through the process of what does it do to the current setup in the building? If there's two, it's a two-unit building. I presume at this point, all five are illegal. Is there any legal occupation of the building? Can someone explain? Um, help me understand this. So for the record, um, our intention is not to displace anybody. Um, there are, it's a two-unit building. That's the legal description. So they have the, an opportunity to get a permit to, if possible, legalize the additional three units or um, whatever they can get approved. But the solution is to have a signed-up building permit for legalizing some or having to remove areas um, uh, in, in acknowledgement of the violation. Is there anything, I, I read this kind of um, quickly and maybe don't have a full understanding, but is there an intention to, that any of the units need to be vacated with this order? Uh, we, uh, we're, we're asking that they get the necessary permit. We don't wish to get into displacing uh, people. So there, there's no kind of implied order of, of, of eviction uh, effect of upholding this abatement. Uh, that would be totally outside the billing code. Thank you. No further questions for me. Thank you. I have Commissioner a Summer. Oh, thank you. Okay. Is it working? Okay. <laughs> um, just to clarify what, what you were saying, maybe. Um, so the two options are, I, I suppose this question is for the, department submit a permit 
to legalize what, however many units they wish to, to, to increase units or remove scope from the building to indicate that it, it matches the current occupancy that is allowed, that is, that is currently permitted. And, yes. And then someone else comes out to confirm that. And you need a permit to do that as well? Or is it? Okay. So yeah. either way, it's getting a building permit either to add or to restore. Yes. And, and getting uh, someone to confirm that and sign off on it. Yeah. Got it. And then we acknowledge that, you know, with the um, um, housing shortage, um, uh, there's a whole um, kind of new approach now where we wish to make every effort to cooperate in legalizing units rather than removing them. Right, but obviously need to go through the protocols to make sure they are safe and all that. So that makes sense to me. Okay. Excuse me, Commissioners. Uh, Joe Duffy, DBI, uh, Deputy Director of Inspection Services. I'd just like to add some comments here on this as well, um, in addition to Mr. Hinchins. Um, yeah, there's, there are a lot of programs now for the legalization of uh, unauthorized dwelling units, the uh, uh, UDU program. So I would advise the property owner probably needs to hire a design professional that is, that is in that business, probably someone that's experienced in working with planning staff to try and do the uh, legalization process or possibly there is, a, there is a process where they have to go through a threshold to see if the building can be legalized as five and if it can't then it would revert back to the two units. That's my understanding. But I think the best advice I could give them is get a design professional and get them working on clearing the notice of violation. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. So, my motion uh, to uphold. You could talk a little louder. So, my motion is to uphold the order of abatement. Um, I think, as far as time frame, I think kind of a situation like earlier, and and you know, kind of providing them the resources as well, um, or contacts for resources to help them comply, um, is what what I'm trying to push forward here. So uh, I'm sorry, you'll yeah, we'll have to specifically state um, your motion then. Right now it's 30 days to, to comply. You know, let's uphold the order of abatement. My motion is to uphold the order of abatement and, and all costs, but providing 60 days to pull a permit and the 18 months to comply and sign off. Okay, so, so I believe the motion is to uphold the order of abatement assessment costs, but modify it to a lot to direct that permits be acquired in 60 or work be started in 60 days and completed within 18 months. Correct. Thank you. So that's the motion. Is there a second? Okay, so there is a motion and a second. Is there any public comment on this motion? There's none. Okay. Um, seeing none, then I'll do a roll call vote on the item. Um, President Tam? Yes. Vice President Epler? Yes. Commissioner Alexander Toot? Yes. Commissioner Newman? Yes. And Commissioner Summer? Yes. Okay, that motion carries unanimously. Okay, next is item E, uh, general public comment. Is there any general public comment for items that are not on the Abatement Appeals Board agenda? There are no hands raised. Okay, so there's no public comment. And then our next item is adjournment. Is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. And are all in favor? 
Aye. 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 Any opposed? Okay, we are now adjourned. It is 10, 15 a.m. We'll take a five minute recess and reconvene as a building inspection commission. Thank you. Okay.